Welcome. I'm Maria White, professional organizer, owner of Enough With The Stuff, and host of this podcast, Organize Your Stuff. I am thrilled you're joining me for a listen today. I will share tips on getting organized in all areas of your life, so stay tuned for simple tips or interviews with industry experts sharing their unique methods and insights for getting your home and life organized once and for all. This podcast will provide support, encouragement, and motivation along the way. I hope while you are listening, the topic will resonate and inspire you to organize your stuff. Welcome everyone to the next episode of Organize Your Stuff. Today, I have a wonderful guest, Roman Marinoff. He is a relationship coach in Toronto, Canada, and was trained through the Robbins Madonna's program, which is the official Tony Robbins coaching program. Roman has been a fan of self-improvement for more than 10 years now, and brings his best ideas to his clients, helping them create amazing relationships. Roman is all about teaching insanely actionable strategies for more romance with less stress. All right, but listeners, I have not invited Roman on today to talk about how you can have better relationships. You can check out his website and his social media for all of that. But I do have him here today to discuss how improving our focus can improve our productivity. And as a self-employed business owner, or those of you who have become part of the work-from-home crowd due to this pandemic, sometimes it can be really hard to stay productive throughout the day with so many distractions going on all around us. So having methods for getting focused is a way to enhance our productivity throughout our day, and that is what we're going to discuss today. So welcome, Roman. Hey, Maria. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today on Enough for the Stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I think this will be a really good topic for our listeners and so many of the world, you know, so many people in the world have had to work from home now. I mean, you and I are both self-employed. We're kind of used to that whole process, but this is a whole new thing happening to the entire world. And I think our topic today can really resonate and help a lot of people with getting more productive. Yeah, this is so true. This is so true. These last months have been have been very difficult in this sense, and more people find themselves at home and needing to be productive. That's true. Yeah, and because it's so new to so many people, you know, they're used to having a real structure. You know, you you get up, you get ready for work, you drive to your office, and you have your space at work, whether it's a cubicle or an office with a door whatever your setup is at work, it's a, it's a structure. And, you know, you may have a schedule throughout the day with meetings and, and um, just whatever it is your tasks are with your particular job. But now everyone's routine <laughs> is completely thrown off. And now they're trying to sort of manage everything at home. That might include kids, it might not. And if you don't have kids, there's still plenty of distractions in your world. Just the distraction of what's happening in the world is also a huge factor <laughs> with preventing productivity when you're working from home. So there's just a lot of a lot of things impacting our uh, productivity, even though some people may think, oh, well, now I have these extra two hours. I'm not on the road commuting to and from work, so I should be getting a lot more done. And maybe they aren't. So maybe we can jump in and start talking about how Improving our focus will help us get more productive. So let, let's talk a little more about that. Yes, yes. It's These times are difficult and having focus in your life can actually really, really help you to be, to create that routine 
even though you're staying at home. So their routine, having the structure that you mentioned is very important. And I think that we should start with a schedule. I believe that having a schedule, even though that you are at home, you are working from home, having a, a schedule will help a lot. So for me, having a schedule helps stay motivated because I know if I don't have a like a stable schedule, if for, for instance, I, I don't have my day planned, it's very easy for me to lose motivation and get a little bit discouraged because like I'm, I'm sitting down at my laptop and then I think, wow, I have this three hours ahead of me and I'm not sure what I need to focus on exactly. And when I know what I should focus on, I have a schedule, it makes it easier for me rather than having this like vague ideas about what I have to do. Right. Right. I think that's really important. And I, I've talked a little bit about that in the past, uh, about getting, you know, your goals written out long term, but also within your goals, you have to break that down into your daily tasks. And so getting those times on your schedule for working on the tasks to reach your goals is so important. Whereas like you said, if you have nothing on your calendar for what you need to be doing, or even a to-do list for work, you know, to just kind of work from and, and keep you focused so that you aren't floundering or jumping from task to task and, and getting really nothing done <laughs> because you're flitting from task to task, which makes us so much more unproductive when we are constantly switching gears like that. So how do you manage to keep yourself from, you know, jumping from task to task and, and uh, keeping yourself focused on the one thing? Well, there are quite a few ways. I think for me personally, the best way is to actually train myself to be focused. And I do this through meditation and my, my mindfulness practice. Awesome. Okay. Can you share a little more about how long you spend on that and maybe what you are doing during yes. that process? So with my mindfulness practice, what I do is I usually do it in the morning and I take about 20 minutes to do it. And it goes like this. So I start with just, you know, standing or sitting, whatever I feel like it at that moment. And then I start focusing on different senses and I go through hearing seeing and feeling and first of all i start with like outside feelings so i i do it like this i hear some noise like a bird chir chirping and then i say okay i notice it then i say here i'm hearing that sound for about 10 seconds then i do the same with seeing so i notice something i say see and then I look at it for, for about 10 seconds. And then finally, I go to feeling. So, for example, I feel wind, you know, blowing it. And I feel that wind for about 10 seconds. And then I go to internal feelings. I close my eyes and I do the same process. But then I, I hear something that, like a sentence that I'm saying to myself, well, let's say, I'm joyful. Then I go to seeing something in my mind's eye, like, like an apple. And I see this for 10 seconds. And then I, I go to feeling something. Like, for example, I'm hungry and I feel that hunger for 10 seconds. And then the cycle starts again. 
I go back to hearing something or seeing something in the real world. And I do this for 20 minutes and it really, really helps me get focused in those 20 minutes. And it also gives me a momentum for the rest of my day and it really builds my ability to focus with time. Right. Yeah. And the other thing is meditation. I do 30 minutes of meditation in the afternoon. And basically what I do with meditation is shutting down my thoughts, shutting down my monkey mind and just focusing on nothing in particular. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you are a uh, distinction, your distinction is between meditation and mindfulness. So I think that's interesting. I, I don't think I really um, thought about the two different things as being separate. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It is, it totally is. But I think um, there are a lot of people who, you know, we've all heard it, we've all read about it, meditation, 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 you just got to sit down and, uh, or lay down and just uh, quiet the mind, don't think about anything. And and that's super duper hard, because as you said, we all have that monkey brain going, and uh, there's just so much going on in the world and, and our lives, and it's so hard to shut that down. But I like that maybe the mindfulness um, practice that you just talked about, which I don't think I've really heard anyone explain it that way um, or that particular method. So it gives the mind something to actually focus on without all the other stuff coming into your brain. Because when you can concentrate on, you know, what do I hear and what do I see? What do I feel? Your brain is more laser focused on the one little thing and that can calm the rest of your brain down. So I, I, I like that that little trick. Um, I do have trouble with meditation as well and um, quieting the brain <laughs> so that you can just really allow everything to just kind of settle down. It quiets everything down, your body, your your brain, so that you can then be more productive like, like what we're talking about. So Maybe people who have trouble with meditation can start with mindfulness as a practice until that is more of an easy thing to do, to focus on the one little thing at a time, and then they can maybe graduate into meditation. And meditation, I think a lot of people hear that and like, oh my God, I can't lay there for an hour and think of nothing. <laughs> so meditation doesn't have to be an hour, doesn't have to be 20 minutes. It could be a minute. It, it can really just be sitting still and taking deep breaths and kind of counting in your head, even while you're breathing in and breathing out. Again, it just is to keep the brain from thinking of all the other stuff. So yeah, I like the mindfulness what, that you do and how that could possibly lead into better meditation if people have never done either of those things before. So you obviously have been doing this for a while and you have a really good practice with it and a good routine with it so that you're doing it in the morning and you're doing it in the middle of the day. So you know, maybe you can talk a little bit more about why you throw it in in the middle of the day as well, instead of just starting your day with it and being done with it? You know, I don't want to start my day with it because I want to spend the early hours of my day being productive, really productive work. And the second idea is that I use, I use both mindfulness and meditation like breaks. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I take, because I work in this blocks, time blocks, Mm-hmm. So I would normally work from 60 to 90 minutes and then I take a break. 
And mindfulness and meditations are two two ways to, you know, to have that break from work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's important to take the little break. And I, I know um, we talked a week ago about your time blocking, and I'm just curious if um, you follow the Pomodoro method. Is that specifically what you're doing with that 90 minute block, or are you? Just kind of, you came up with your own amount of time that works for you for focus time. Yeah, that's pretty much Pomodoro technique. Yeah. Um, but it's just longer. I think with Pomodoro, you work for 20 or 25 minutes, right? right? And then you you rest for five minutes. Yes. And I just take longer time to work. Okay. So you are actually focused on the one thing during that whole entire period of time. Absolutely. That's the whole point. That's okay. the whole point. So for example, if... It's okay to work on your email as a time block, but just make sure that you, if you sit down to work on your email, that's one one time block when you focus on email and you don't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so just to explain to people who may not, not have heard the Pomodoro method before, so it's 25 minutes of focus time on one thing. You're not jumping back and forth all over doing a bunch of little tasks. It's 25 minutes of actual really focused time on one task and then five minute break. And that's a point in time where you could do, you know, the mindfulness or the, even the deep breathing meditation just to zone out and give yourself that break. And then you go back 25 minutes of more focused time, either on the same task you were previously working on or, you know, another task. Uh, But it's, Again, you just want the one thing to be focused on. And then you take another five-minute break for your brain, and then you focus 25 minutes again. So that's definitely one method. It's not, you know, the method everyone absolutely should be doing. You obviously do much longer, you know, blocks of time where you can be focused. And I think everyone needs to find what works for them because everyone has that different either set up in their home where they're going to get distractions, you know, by a kid or a dog that needs to be walked or whatever it is. But you have to figure out, you know, your lifestyle and how much focus time you need to get, you know, something productive done, as well as, you know, maybe what what's the most important thing that you need to get done and what's your most productive time of day for you? Like, you know, everybody has the the nine to five mentality for work, but maybe your brain doesn't really click and engage until 11 o'clock, right? So you're, you're a midday productivity person, or you're maybe an early morning productivity person, or you, you know, do your best work at night. So I think everyone needs to keep that in mind too, when they're trying to set up their time blocking and productivity, you know, methods that they want to use. So uh, yeah. So I like, I like that you can focus so long. That's really impressive because I can't. <laughs> so I need to maybe work a little bit more on my meditation or my mindfulness in the morning to get myself ready. Um, I do have a little routine that I, I am really, really working hard on keeping, you know, where I'm starting my day really in a more relaxed and thoughtful way, avoiding the whole you know, jumping on the phone and looking at email. I think that's kind of the worst way to start the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I, I never touch my phone in the morning because yeah. <laughs> this is the uh, recipe for, you know, hating your day. Yeah. <laughs> and it immediately engages that whole monkey brain, you know, just immediately. As soon as you start seeing all the emails, you're like, oh God, everything just 
ignites in your brain and fires you. Oh, all these things I have to do. And it just becomes, basically, it becomes your day of jumping from one thing to the next and not really ever settling down and focusing on one thing to move you forward in your productivity. I think that's key. Okay, so we talked about starting the day with mindfulness and you focus for a really long period of time. So I think we touched on it, but we didn't go into time blocking. Um, I think you call it zones of time. And so do you want to talk a little bit more about how you zone your time throughout your day? Sure, sure. Well, let me give you an example. Let's say I wake up in, in the morning, I do my quick morning ritual for about 20 minutes, and then at about 5.30 a.m. I'm ready to work. Yeah, by the way, I, I'm that kind of a morning person that you mentioned. My first block is, for example, working on my content marketing. Then I take a break. And usually my break is something physical. I do like an exercise. And my time block is from 60 to 90 minutes. So let's say an hour. At 6.30, I am going to another time block, which could be email. At 7.30, I'm going to another block which can usually be my coaching sessions. So I would have a few coaching sessions. Let's say around 11, another time block for me is having free sessions with potential clients. Then at around 2 p.m., I would have a few daily check-in sessions with clients. So my entire day is broken into the zones or time blocks. And between them, I insert these small breaks, and these breaks could be different than, like, they could be mindfulness, meditation, exercising, or even doing something very simple in terms of my household chores, like sweeping the floor or taking care of, you know, dishes, something simple as that. Mm -hmm. So how much time do you tend to give yourself between those longer time blocks to, you know, maybe do the exercise or a chore or, you know, just a mindfulness moment? Yeah, it, it varies from 10 minutes to 30 minutes, which is my meditation. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you are definitely putting that time into your schedule. You have everything. It sounds like a really good schedule with very specific tasks throughout your day every day where you are doing, you know, your content marketing and your email at a certain time and your client work at a certain time and, you know, uh, intakes with new clients, that kind of thing. So you've really structured out your day and you kind of follow that. Now, is it the same every day for you or are you kind of each day moving things around? Yeah, that's a very good question because I I do have to move things around every day. And normally I I do my planning for the upcoming week on Sunday. And mm -hmm. this is just very basic things because th a lot of things will come up. So I have a general idea of my schedule for the week. And then every evening before going to bed, I actually plan my next day in detail, like, like basically mm -hmm. to the minute. Like you said. Wow. Okay. That's excellent. So that definitely gives you your freedom from your brain, right? It just re relaxes your brain because you know what you have to do tomorrow. When you wake up in the morning, you can just look at your schedule and you know exactly what you need to be focused on. I think a lot of people get into trouble 
with especially working from home, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're just currently working from home uh, because of the pandemic, that you know, they just sort of, it's just on the fly. Everything's on the fly. Like, uh, you have a general sense of what you need to be working on, but you don't necessarily put it down in writing in a, your agenda or on your computer calendar with your time block so that you know, <laughs> I need to spend this amount of time or I am giving myself this amount of time to focus on this one thing. And and that's, I think, where a lot of people get into trouble is they just don't necessarily put it down in writing and give the time in their day to it. They just know that, oh, I have to work on that today. But it's so... Um, it's such a, time is a fleeting thing, right? It's just, it goes by in a blink of an eye and you get to the end of the day and you're like, what did I do today? I didn't get a single thing done that I was supposed to get done. I wound up doing all this other stuff because you reacted to what's coming into your day. You reacted to the emails and the phone calls that were distractions. And uh, instead of just being proactive and having that schedule time blocked it out and maybe using those breaks in between, you know, to do their reacting <laughs> like, okay, somebody's called me three times. I need to respond to whoever this is, uh, that kind of thing. But having that structure, I think is so key for the work working at home right now. So yeah, that's, that's good. I like your schedule. You have a really very productive day. <laughs> it sounds like. So now we talked a little bit about what you do in, in your breaks and um, that kind of resonated with me. And I know there's definite two thoughts on the whole doing chores, you know, during your work day when you're at home uh, for entrepreneurs or the work from home people. And how, you know, there's the two different camps, you know, you've got the people who are like, absolutely not. It needs to be 100% focus on work because then you go down the rabbit hole of distraction and no. And you are on the other side. You're at a different camp of like, no, I'm going to use that break from focusing on work to give my, my brain a break, but to get other tasks checked off my to-do list, right? And I, I, I do a little bit of that as well. Because for me, it helps to take off that one more thing off my to-do list that might be annoying me while I'm trying to focus on work, but I just know that, oh gosh, I, I need to, <laughs> I have so much laundry I need to take care of, or the dishes in the sink are piling up or whatever it might be. It's bugging me and it's in the back of my brain distracting me. Whereas if I just know that, okay, in the next hour after I get my email taken care of, I'm going to get up and go take care of that. And now I know that's checked off my list and it leaves my brain. So is that sort of, you know, what you're doing with giving yourself those breaks or do you just need a total transition? Are you just trying to be more productive at home or just giving your brain a total break? No, no, no. I love, I love doing something in terms of household chores during my breaks because I, mm -hmm. again, that helps me actually be more productive because I can, just as you mentioned, I can check it off my, my to-do list. And, and that's good. And I, I don't guilt myself about it because I still need to take a break, right? Because I work in the time blocks. And right. why not do something that's productive, that's helpful? Right, right. And I think for some people who, you know, maybe struggle with, you know, getting back to the work focus and, you know, that might go down the rabbit hole of laundry. <laughs> and then an hour later, they're like, oh, 
whoops, I, a whole hour has gone by. So, you know, for some people who might struggle with that time management or have some ADD, I like to recommend that they set timers, set a timer on your phone or in your kitchen timer or whatever it is that you have that you will be able to hear so that it'll snap you out of whatever it is you're doing that maybe you should not be doing anymore at that point. So, uh, you know, if you know you're giving yourself a five minute break, set set your timer or 10 minute break, whatever it is for you. Um, even lunch. I I mean, you can sit down and assume you're going to just sit down for a half an hour lunch, but an hour has gone by because you were checking your email or social media during that time. And then, so you've just wasted more time. So setting timers, I think is really helpful for some people. Other people are obviously more disciplined and can, you know, switch back and forth. That's just something to think about for those of us who, you know, may not be as hyper-focused on our time blocks throughout the day like you are. I mean, you've been doing this obviously for a long time, so (laughs) it's your routine, it's your habit. And um, just thinking about other people who may want to just try this and might have trouble getting started. So a timer is very helpful for that. That's true. That's true. Actually, my my phone and my timer app are probably one of the two most important things when it comes to scheduling. So I love my timer my timer apps. Okay. So you do use a timer. All right. That's uh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. and by the way, one, one very, very good app that I use is Tabata timer because it allows me to set up all these different intervals and have like interval training or interval mindfulness practice. Oh, okay. And what is, what is that one called? Tabata timer. T-O-B-A? T-A-B-A-T-A. Okay. Always. Okay. Yeah, that's this is a word that comes from Japanese, I think. Okay. Tabata. Okay, I haven't heard of that one, so that's a good one to check out. I like the idea that you can just keep setting your increments throughout the day. And I I live and die by my reminders on my calendar. <laughs> if, if I, right. I, I put everything on my calendar and it has usually two reminders, like 30 minutes ahead of time if it's an appointment, um, and then another 10-minute reminder to maybe if I – got sidetracked, it'll snap me back and be like, oh, yeah, you got 10 minutes now before you have to do whatever it is you need to be doing. So yes, I love reminders for calendars and timers. They're just really helpful for staying focused and productive so that if you do get distracted and you've got the timer, when it goes off, it can snap you back into the present and be like, oh, whoop, whoop. Okay, let me reset. Let me (laughs) get back to what I was supposed to be doing. So I I just love timers for that. Okay, so now I wanted to also talk about, um, and we talked a little bit about this a couple weeks ago, about how those breaks, you're also trying to get your exercise in. And I like that because I sometimes will do a little bit of that as well, some stretching. And and, um, even when I'm at my desk, I do a lot of sitting and standing. (laughs) I don't have a sit and stand desk, but I have like a little a riser for my laptop and um, then a keyboard on the desk. And so I just, I need to be moving. It really helps me to stay focused, to kind of move around a little bit. But you're actually doing exercise routines sometimes throughout your day with those breaks. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is critical because for two reasons. Yeah, we we do. The first reason is just for health reasons, because you can't sit for, for a few hours straight. Right without any exercise that that's bad for your health and the second reason is that by doing something physical you actually engage your mind more because our mind and and body is an interconnected loop let's say when 
just a, a quick, quick example with smiling. When you feel good, you smile, right? But it also works the other way around. When you smile, you feel good. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with exercise. After you exercise, you feel a little bit better. Yeah. It helps with your blood flow to the brain. And, you know, you're right. Sitting long all day long is just so unhealthy. And I could never work in an office job where I have to sit all day. That would just drive me crazy. So those of you who do that, you need to get up every hour, you know, do some stretches or jogging in place or, you know, whatever it is you could do to get some blood flowing. Uh, you know, I used to make my kids do a little of that, like before school, I, I'd be like, okay, I want you to run to the bus stop. <laughs> That'll help, you know, get your blood pumping. And they'd just look at me like I was crazy, but I was like, no, 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 you need to run. <laughs> okay. So just to kind of wrap it up, how are we, you know, or how are you, uh, balancing your being productive, but also being relaxed so that you're not too too in the zone and not ever having a chance to relax? Yes, that's the perfect question. We do need that balance. And for me, I think it comes from this, the, this practices that I do, right? Mindfulness, meditation. And I also, for example, just right now, it's, it's 930. I'm going to do my major exercise for this day. I'm going to ride my bike to a bank and a grocery store. So it will help me relax because it's going to be a pretty long exercise. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. And the other thing is I will do my errands. So I will check them off my to-do list and I will feel better about it. Mm -hmm. So this helps me feel more relaxed and a more practical tip that i like to give to my clients is just letting yourself relax very mindfully well let's say you feel you feel stressed you feel overwhelmed and then you take a minute to relax take a few deep breaths find the place in your body which is which is intense right now with all the stress in your body and then you relax that location very intentionally Mm -hmm. yeah i think a lot of people It's pretty common to hold the tension either in their shoulders, you know, the upper back region or the jaws. So a lot of people clench all day long and they don't even realize it. So their jaw is super tight. So, yeah, I think that's a really good mindfulness technique to just when you're feeling absolutely like, you know, you're on fire, everything is just coming at you. And a lot of times that's the most important time to just stop. And do some deep breathing. And it just really helps to relax the body. And it takes um, six deep breaths to completely get that relaxed. They've done studies on this. And I've just been uh, learning more about, you know, the magic number. But it's not just one or two breaths, but six deep, you know, deep breaths. You breathe in through the nose and hold it for four counts. And then you exhale through the mouth. And each time you allow kind of like a little release, you know, and by the sixth one, it is a really calming effect. And I just encourage people to give that a try when you're feeling like you're going insane. Just stop and do those six deep breaths and let yourself relax between each breath. And you know, it's just a little bit deeper, you know, and I think then your brain is ready to like, okay, I'm calmer now. <laughs> now I can look at this with a calmer brain and maybe it's not as hard as I was making out to be. So sometimes you get so into the weeds with a problem or, or time crunches with work that you lose your productivity momentum. It really slows you down. So I, I like 
that you, um, you know, get the two for one with riding your bike to er do errands and uh, then knocking off things from your to-do list. That's awesome. <laughs> Plus the added benefit of just being outside and in the sun. That's so important for our health. And too many people are locked up in their homes all day long and never get any sun on their bodies, which is so important for health. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I normally do a lot of yoga, but in summer when I can, you know, do a bike ride, I prefer riding my bike to yoga. Mm, that's awesome. For, for all those reasons. For vitamin D3, Absolutely. which comes from the sun. Absolutely. Right? Uh, we all need to get outside more while we can before the winter months so that we can get all that good, healthy vitamin D in our bodies built up. <laughs> so awesome. Well, Roman, this has been a really great discussion. I, I really hope that our listeners will get some real value out of how just being more mindful and really doing some deep breathing, time blocking, the combination I think is just beautiful. I feel like people can just have such better, more productive days and be calmer because they're being more productive. It's all a cycle, right? It's a big circle. <laughs> so if you can meditate and start your day out mindfully and calmly, you can be more focused. And when you get more focused, you could be more productive. And when you're more productive, you just feel better and calmer. So I think that's great. Exactly. It's a virtuous circle. It is. It is. Well, I just want to thank you for your time today. It was a great discussion. I really enjoyed uh, this talk. And I will have all of Roman's uh, social media links and website in the show notes. So if you want to know more about Roman and his, uh, his work that he does with building relationships, check it out. All right. Thanks so much, Roman. Have a great day. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. That was a pleasure. After listening to this podcast today, I hope you have some useful takeaways and feel super motivated to get organized. But maybe you're at a loss with how to start or where to go next in your organizing journey. Wouldn't it be amazing to have me right there to guide you through the process when you're losing motivation or feeling stuck with what to do next? I may not live near you, so through the wonders of our modern technology, I can be right by your side virtually, of course, you heard me, I offer virtual organizing. Reach out to me through my website linked below and we could schedule your first session today. Also, don't forget to reach out to me on social media with comments about an episode or a topic you would like covered in a future podcast. Links are below in the show notes. Go get your organizing on.